2: time for the 49ers rush podcast.
3: All right, we are to number 80 on the 2023 49ers roster countdown and I have got to let you know this is a big jump. I going from 81 to 80 doesn't seem like a big deal, but again, the process, all five executive producers ranked 1 through 90. We add up each one of those in a cumulative score. Ronald Awatts, running back from UTEP. Um, he come in with a 319 score. Lower the score the better. Our previous number 81, 393. So you're seeing a dramatic drop in rankings. How much of that has to do with the coveted undrafted free agent running back role that Shanahan's have always loved, daddy and son, Kyle alike. Ronald Awatts a fun player. Uh you, you know, and you, you dive in, you're born out of the States, he's from Nigeria. Uh, moves to Texas, uh, Lubbock, Texas, which, yeah, if you've ever been there, yikes. Uh, <laughs> goes to El Paso, University of Texas, El Paso, and uh, just fun, fun kid. Um, leadership, hard work, determination. That's what this guy is. He's going to be wear jer- wearing jersey number 35. I like that number. Six foot 205. So you're talking about somebody that's a bigger type back. We've got a lot of shorter running backs on this roster he is 25 years old spent all six years with the COVID exemption um had an injury year at UTEP in college and so you're getting somebody that's more experienced with a lot of playing time that's kind of been through a lot to get to where he is he's undrafted um he, he's got a clause way up now if you look at some of his measurables he ran um six foot three 205 ran a 4.5640 that's perfect for a running back 1.58 10 yard split burst is great 7.223 comb. not shifty that that's not his game and it, I'll read some quotes from you here in a little while he'll tell you he's a one cut runner he gets downhill and he's aggressive a very aggressive play style which matches not only his height and weight, but also his, his speed. Like he plays to his strengths with what he is built to do. 35 inch vertical, 16 reps on the bench press. That's pretty good for a running back. So he's a strong guy. Well built. Now he went to high school at Walforth, Texas, uh, the Tigers just outside of Lubbock, um, which is it's friendship high school is what it's called. Now While he was there, transitioned, played all over the ball, like he started as a safety. Then they noticed his physicality, so they moved him to linebacker, linebacker to running back, played all over the place. Um, And if you just kind of look at what he was able to accomplish, started three years on the varsity football team. That's not a joke football team, by the way. It's a solid football program. Um, He was named the 2015 6A All-District Player of the Year. That's 6A football in Texas. Um, he's a baller now. 2015, he was honorable mention all-state. all, all, um, all state. 2014, all-district first team. 2013, all-district second team. This dude put on tape. He put on tape. Uh, and again, you kind of look at his compiled stats at the high school level, 1,700 rushing yards over that. But again, remember, he, he didn't transition to running back till a little later in his high school career. Uh, only had 277 carries, 1800 all-purpose yards, 12 touchdowns in his last two seasons there and in his final year, 1500 all-purpose yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, he was all over the place. Now, he goes to you know, he was a two-star recruit when when you're a late bloomer on the offensive side, A lot of those big-time scholarships go out freshman, sophomore year. Uh, That's just what it is. He was a late bloomer because he switched from the defensive side to the offensive side. So didn't get a lot of pull. Lands at UTEP. Goes in and, man, the kid was pretty fun in the aspect that, listen to this, like one, he's already graduated. I think that's huge. So he has a multidisciplinary degree. He's already working on his MPA and MBA uh, master's program. He said, quote, I'm interested in digital marketing and working with different businesses to get them exposure, end quote. Did a little research. This dude's already got a LinkedIn profile. So (laughs) already working on his career after football, which I love, very well-rounded. And everything about this kid just screams helping others. Uh, We'll get to some quotes on leadership from his college coach and from him empathy very very high <laughs> he, he wants to help people which I really 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 like and again he's born in Nigeria so he's going to have you know a very I don't know original take on what it means to be in the NFL just because that's there's not a lot of that there's not a lot of that now if we look at what Ronald Awad the running back out of UTEP accomplished in his career with, with just everything it He's a slasher. I, I mean, he is. He's just. He gets up field so quick and runs so physical. So, like, if you like that physical kind of edge to your running back, this guy's got it in spades. Now, if you look at just you know recently, seventeen hundred total yards, four point eight yards per car- per rush, eleven touchdowns. Never really was you know an all world type guy, and UTEP was interesting because. They weren't really great at what they did. He had some explosive games for sure, but nothing that's going to jump off the, like, I didn't grade him. He wasn't on my 297 players that we graded for the draft. Did I knew who he was, but I was like, yeah, I don't think this guy's going to get drafted. He did not. Um, Again, like I said, slasher type runner. Here's what he said. Quote, I've always been the type of running back that is running at them, running at them, running at them, end quote. And he emphasized that. He said three times. He wants to go at him. he carries on, quote, then at the end of the game, it's easier to run around them, but yeah, I am more of a downhill, one-cut running back, end quote. That's just what he is. Now, the, the biggest problem or red flag that I found with his play, why is he, uh, you know, why was he undrafted? Not a lot of elite production at the college level. You look at probably his three toughest opponents at UTEP, uh, Boise State twice and Oklahoma, not his best. He averaged 3.1 yards per carry against Boise, 3.9 against OU, 2.9 against Bo- Boise State last year. Those are issues. You want to play your best against the best. Uh, the teams just weren't that great. PFF scores, if we go back, his two years of starting, last two years, 2021-2022, PFF scores in 2021 offensive overall grade, 67.7 pass, 61.8 pass block, all right. 75.3 run, 58.3 run block, not the best. Look at his PFF scores this most recent year. 70.4 offense, not good. 65.1 pass, not good. 63 pass block, not bad. It, It stepped up a little bit. 69.8 69.8 run, 55.1 run block. You wanted to see the ascension, right? He had his first year starting, was good. But to be an NFL running back and to be drafted, you got to show that, look, I'm trending upwards. I don't think that it showed that. Pass pro, uh, yeah. he allowed three sacks and 12 pressures, okay, in his college career. But that's in 272 pass block snaps. It's not terrible. It's not bad, though. Now, he got injured in 2019. I could not find anywhere what this injury was. It was so weird, undisclosed. Uh, Props to the UTEP department for keeping on the reps what this injury was. But whatever, it's four years ago now, right? He said, quote, when I was hurt in 2019, he gave me the opportunity to learn the offense better and improve on pass protection, end quote. So took his time, didn't feel sorry for himself, did what he had to do, came back out after that, took a starting job. So again, what am I looking for as I dive into these players? I'm looking for determination, will, you know, character because this guy's going to have to fight. He's number 80. You only keep 53. I do not have him making this roster, and neither do our executive producers. However, however, he's got traits that make it to where he belongs somewhere. His elusiveness 75 missed tackles forced on 369 attempts. That's one missed tackle for every 4.92 carries. Duke gets after it. He plays hard as hell. He averaged for his career. 3.12 yards after contact per carry. This dude's creating on his own, not on a good football team, not on a great offense, just work, 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 and create it on his own. 3.1 yards after contact's great. You pair him up with a really good offensive line, who knows? Because you could talk about the difference in playing for UTEP and playing for the 49ers and the competition you're going against, but he hasn't played with good, not one person on the UTEP team made it to the pros but him. Not one player was drafted, not one undrafted free agent. Beside, he's by himself. So we'll see. He hasn't been surrounded with things to be successful. Now, if we look at what his head coach said, this is UT, uh, UTEP, University of Texas, El Paso um, Dana Dimmel said, quote, Ronnie is very experienced. He brings veteran leadership to not only running backs, but the entire team. He's played on both sides of the ball. So he's got a lot of experience and he's been here since 2016 in quote. So you got the positive leadership, 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 right? Academics. He's already graduated working on his master's check. He's got a lot of that. And when he was asked, you know, what his role on the team is, he said, quote, this is straight from Ronnie, uh, Ronald Awad, everybody calls him Ronnie, I guess, apparently, quote, I like bringing my teammates up, even in practice, being able to pick up people, I'm not necessarily calling them out, I'm just picking them up, I know they're better than that, I like helping everybody mentally, end quote. Easy to like guys like this, right? So you're bringing in somebody on the back end of the roster. Let's be honest. There's no way this guy's making the roster unless there's injuries. The, it, yeah, I don't even think he's the number one preferred undrafted free agent running back on the 49ers. That does, not mean, that does not mean that he doesn't have a shot. He does have a shot somewhere. Everybody loves Shanahan running backs. And whenever he gets waived, I wouldn't be shocked if Miami or the Jets or Houston, you go on and on and on. Minnesota, all these people that run our scheme, he's going to get to show that. And yeah, number 80, but a fun player. And injuries are the only way I think that he would have an opportunity to even get close to making this roster. But I can tell you this there's going to be some fun snaps of him in the preseason because he's going to get a lot of carries because we want to keep our guys fresh that are going to be making the roster. And that's what he needs to do. He needs to put on tape, he belongs in the NFL. And he's going to be a project back. The problem is he's already a little older for a running back. That's what hurts. Uh, but we'll see. So number 80, running back Ronald Awatt, Fun guy, leadership, slasher runner, physical style, bigger bodied. Let's see what he can do. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more players, and you get a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. It's got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that makes prize picks the number one fantasy sports app. I made my first $10 deposit and received an instant $10 bonus. If you have the skills, you play for a shot of turning your $10 all the way into $1,000. Here's what's great, too. It's available in over 30 states, including California, Texas, and Georgia. So all you got to do, especially during playoff basketball time, you just pick two players, Anthony Edwards for more or less than 29 points. You got Luka, more or less than 32 points. However you see it, you just pick two, and you can get paid. So download the app today and use 49ers for a first deposit match above of up to $100. Again, download prize picks today. Use code 49ERS for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Number 79 on our roster countdown is a player who has ties to the 49ers, even before he ever showed up to the 49ers. Keith Ishmael, the center, backup center, Funny little connection. He was a part of the Trent Williams trade that got us the all-pro left tackle and best offensive lineman, perhaps best player in the NFL, uh, for three straight years. The 49ers traded away a fifth-round pick and then a future third. We'll break down the details of that, but Keith Ishmael was the fifth-round pick that Washington selected, but now he's on our team regardless. So very, very happy to have this guy. Shout-out to Josh, the 49ers guru, who was the entire – backbone of this episode so we're going to break down who he is what he's done why he's here and what we have to look forward with him he's a center slash guard but mostly center um where's jersey number 67 and 63309 so he's got good size 32 inch arms that's rough that is very short arms that's going to force him inside plus 63 can't play tackle with that um, 24 years old he ran a 5340 not great 10 yard split 179 not great three cone eight one four not great um, it's just kind of hard to find these different metrics he's a film guy he, he's a guy that just gets the job done he, he, not somebody that's gonna win in the underwear Olympics he's not gonna show off his athleticism he's just not what he is I, I typed in you know all of his stuff on mockdraftable.com. The closest comp um, since the Combine's been around, Daniel Kilgore, 90% athletic match. You know, Kilgore was with the Niners for a very, very long time, so it makes sense. He has a type. Ricky Stromberg, who I like this year, coming out of Arkansas, 84% match. So just to kind of give you a feel for the athletic profile, strength, and all those things that he brings to this, he's entering his fourth season and has not played much. He's got five career starts, showed up in 18 games but it's kind of a returning home for him. You go back, he was born in San Francisco, so he went to Sacred Heart Catholic High School um, in the area, so this, he, he's back around family and he's back around kind of the people that he grew up with. Now, he's Samoan and Filipino, which I love that we had the Huff breakdown uh, or the intro, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, our intro has like a little clip of Huff making a huge hit, but... You know, being a part of the Samoan and Filipino culture, he was asked how important it was to him. Uh, This is his response, quote, it's everything. We're so rich in our culture, being of Samoan background, but also Filipino background. There's a little more Polynesian representation in the NFL, but being Filipino, it's something that's a little bit more exclusive of a club, per se, so it's really important for me to show the people who don't think they'll make it that they can. I have several family members that have played football, so it's an honor to show out for the ones that did it before me, end quote. Love finding just those little extra nuggets. He did that piece on ESPN, um, which I just thought was really cool. It was a, it was a joint piece between him and Huff. And they asked him a couple questions. Really, really cool. You can go check it out on 49ers.com. Now, his... And again, just adding to the texture that is Keith Ishmael. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. International Security and Conflict Resolution Degrees. What? This dude is incredible. Now, He didn't stay in the Bay Area. He was a two-star recruit, chose to go down to San Diego State, um, which one thing I thought was really interesting, the 49ers have as many San Diego State players on their roster, only three, um, Keith Ishmael, Alex Barrett, and Taylor Hawkins. Same amount as any other, like it's tied for the number one. And There are also three Michigan players, Clemson, Georgia, and USC. So quite interesting. Go Aztecs, right? Um, and again, I know somebody's watching this like, what about Ross Dwelly? went to San Diego, not San Diego State. Uh, so he doesn't count that. So um, chose to go there. And you know, he had offers to go to Air Force, Colorado State, Eastern Washington, Hawaii, Montana, San Jose State, UC Davis, Utah State, none of the top tier programs. Uh, you know, as far as just football powerhouses or whatever are, are confirmed, but whenever he showed up, he, he was great. Uh, second all mountain West as a first time starter in 2018, he started five games at right guard, six at center, one at left guard. He's an interior guy only, but he could play around a lot of spots. I think the Niners would only use him as the center position. You know, the versatility helps him have an opportunity to get to that role, But I think this is a center-only prospect. The athleticism, or the lack of, makes it rough. Um, 2019, he was pro football-focused third-team All-American. Two-time first-team All-Mountain West in 2018-2019. 2017, second-team All-Mountain West. And two-time SDSU Offensive Lineman of the Year. That's incredible. Also part of the 2017 Co-Outstanding Freshman Award. Um, was a first-team All-League pick, also second-team All-Metro in high school, and named the team's offensive lineman MVP back in high school. Now, he gets picked in the fifth round of the 2020 draft as part of this Trent Williams trade. Now, let's break down the Trent Williams trade in detail, right? The 49ers get Trent Williams. All right, you already won the trade. What would you give up? You gave up the 2025th round pick, which was number 156 overall for Keith Ishmael. Didn't work out for him. And 2021, the following year, third round pick, um, number 74 overall, they went with cornerback Benjamin St. Just. Turned into a decent role player. Uh, he ain't not bad. Uh, Colton McKivitz actually went three spots right before Keith Ishmael, which is hilarious. They're on the same team now. And probably the one that Washington's just like, ouch, the center that went 10 spots before Kith Ishmael Ishmael Tyler Biatis who for the Cowboys who's already got a pro bowl season um at center going to be a stud you know went 10 picks before so uh, they i don't think they were happy <laughs> with their return when they gave up the best offensive lineman in football and they got a center that flamed out for them we'll see what he can do for us the 49ers and you know a corner that's you know a spot starter now, if we look at, let's go through his career, because it's pretty quick. In 2020, he got four offensive snaps all year long. The rest, he was on field goal extra point as kind of a backup interior guy, but only four snaps, and I think it was trash time at the end of a game. 2021 is whenever he saw the majority of his snaps. Uh, Washington lost three of their starting centers, or three of their centers. He was the fourth starting center. He ended up starting five games that year and didn't play well. Um, 382 offensive snaps on the year for 2021. So decent sample size. PFF scores, 64.9 overall offense, not good. 46.9 pass block, terrible. 68.9 run block, good, and one penalty. So the mold of the Shanahan centers lives on. Great run blockers, bad pass blockers. Jake Brindle's kind of the exception of the rule, but Jake Brindle is not a Kyle Shanahan guy. That's a Chris Forster guy. Um, Ishmael, much more Shanahan type guy. Now in that year, 2021, he gave up three sacks plus an additional three quarterback hits and seven hurries on 217 pass blocking snaps. Not good. In fact, really, really, really bad. Um, and then last year he played zero snaps. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting because he's just not good so far. The Niners got him last year. They brought him in. So, like, let's go through. You know, he gets drafted and then cut and then re-signed and then put on IR and cut. The Bucs pick, picked him up on and then dropped him immediately afterwards. Then the Niners picked him up September 13th, 2022. So, right after the initial cuts, he didn't make it somewhere else. We brought him on our practice squad. Come home, man. Come home, be by your family, let's see what we can do, on and off the practice squad and all that stuff, but saw no game time. Now the question becomes, man, what's this guy going to do on this roster? I don't see it. Um, it seems like this a prob- could possibly be the last spot for his career, but... He is more well along the years and experience-wise than a lot of guys ahead of him. So here's the center depth chart in my opinion, okay? Jake Brindle just signed a four-year deal. Feliciano you just brought over, paid him good money. I think he's the backup. Nick Zickel's the young buck trying to become the backup. And then you got Jason Poe, undrafted free agent that they really loved last year. Um, You've got Corey Luciano, who I did a film breakdown on Patreon if you want to go check that out. He's the new undrafted free agent out of Washington, Then you got Keith Ishmael. We got him number 79. Now he's got some playing experience, and he's a local kid. He's got some things going for him, but we just haven't seen it. So this is a guy, you know, the center position is a high-value position because not a lot of guys can do it. Can he make the roster? No. Can he make the practice squad? Yes. That's what he's got to do. If I'm Keith Ishmael's trainer or agent or whatever, I'm saying, look, this is what we got to do. You got to do this job, and you got to fight to get on that practice squad because you can play center, you can play both guard spots, you can do special teams, you can do some of these things. You got to get a spot on the field, and I think it'd be through the practice squad, develop, and then find a spot maybe down the road again. It, he's 24 years old. He came out. He's had a career already, but he's a young pup. So if he can develop, it's a little bit of a reclamation project. But Keith Ishmael is a great dude. Uh, Got good character, work ethic, all those things, and experience. We'll see what he can do. Again, credit to Josh, the 49ers guru, for doing all this research. And for us over here, we're just going to keep counting them down.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.